back to the Whatnots Review Show number 171, where each week we have a different story to talk about here on the show. Could be a comic book, a manga, a movie, a TV show, who knows? We rate it, we watch it, we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hi! Melissa, how's it going? Um, it's doing sweaty. I guess I'm okay. I had to run to the grocery store real quick before before we sat down to record. And I don't know, I, I, it keeps happening every year. I'm so sweaty. I feel like even if I go outside, I'm like, oh, it's not that hot. I come back and I'm just else. like, it happens every year. There's just this one day at the grocery store <laughs> where there's everyone you found me there. on sweaty like- day. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, it's, I'm just so damp for like three or four months. Uh, oh, man. Is it humid where you are? Because that's the worst thing where it's like, yeah, uh, I, it is I've a, gotten sweaty and now I'm just going to be sweaty for the next like three yeah, hours and not stop. That's how it goes. We're a humid place. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no fun. That's what it's like here in Virginia. Yeah. Too. Maybe if I went to like New Mexico, I'd I'd live a different life where I'd be less damp. Maybe. Uh my week has been pretty good. Uh we got to record Crossplay yesterday, which is our video game podcast and that was the uh first time that we were all back on Aww. the show since I was on my on my vacation. Um and that was a lot of fun. We had a blast. Uh, that, 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 that was a, a good show indeed, but today here on number 171 of the whatnots review mm-hmm. show, we are here, uh, to not talk, talk, talk about us being sweaty and damp, uh, and, and yeah. st- stuff like that. We are here to talk about Stowaway, the Netflix original film, uh, which I believe in Canada is available on Prime. Ah. Um, Amazon Prime, they have the the distribution rights to that in Canada. Um, But let's see, this is a film that was written and directed by Joe Penna. I believe that is how you say their name. It's also co-written by Ryan Morrison uh, and then starring Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson and Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty <laughs> I, recent movie, April twenty second, yeah. I believe. Uh, twenty twenty one oh, wow. is when it, it yeah brand new came out. So yeah, P- pretty new. Now, Melissa, you yeah you you got after me the other day. Uh, I raised a qualm. This. Yeah, you you raised a <laughs> qualm. What what was your qualm with me? When I when you this told me about this movie last week, you said it stars Anna Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim, which it does. Both notable stars. Uh-huh. You didn't mention to me that Tony Collette was also in it. She's 25 percent of the cast. She's top built. I was like, it would have taken such little additional energy for you to also <laughs> mention Tony Collette's name. And I was just kind of upset. See, I so. As as a movie watcher, I'm not familiar with her and her her work. I've seen her in Knives Out, but I don't like that. Was the first thing I saw her in, and I I, I don't. I'm yeah, Knives Out is also names. 
16 people. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I like I it's just I don't I, I had no, no idea who she is. I also, since I hadn't seen this until now, I didn't know how big the cast was or That's stuff true. like that. It's it four turns people. Out I named 50% of the cast. So you did. I think I did all right. <laughs> okay. Right. We typically, like, it's not like when we did Knives Out that you named 50% of that cast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get all the way down to Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, interested to talk about this one. This yeah. is one, so I I I yeah I hadn't heard about this film. I just found it on Netflix as I was scrolling through, and it looked like oh space and the astronauts. And I I, 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 I am a big fan of sci-fi stuff, so I was like, mm. sure, let me watch the trailer to this. And I thought it had a really interesting premise um, that there is this like two-year manned mission mm -hmm. to Mars, and then all of a sudden uh, the, the three-person team finds a fourth that has stowed away uh, on, on the, the ship there. And uh, I, I thought, oh, that's, that's an interesting, because that can go in a million different directions. So I put that on my list, and yeah, that is the one that you ended up picking. Um, but yeah, I I I think I I was expecting a certain thing, or not necessarily a certain thing, but I was expecting uh something that this movie ended up not being. Um, yeah, which which didn't catch me off guard, but it it was it was one of those things like, huh, okay, this is the direction that they went with that. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that. um, yeah, you when but, you pitched the movie to me you said it's this uh, it's very small space crew on this two years in a mission to mars they find a stowaway they have to figure out how to survive with the stowaway and maybe there's questions about how the stowaway is doing there and maybe if it's a sabotage mission and i thought you were summarizing a uh, a plot synopsis you had read was it just right off the top of your head were you just imagining was that yours is maybe they do this this is what the the trailer I I felt led me to believe. really okay because I didn't I mean, watch yeah, the trailer I just clicked play. It, it it is one of those things, right? It's a, it's a space mission. They're going to space. So how does someone stow away in a ship? Yeah, like that. Like that's a big mystery. And yeah, in the trailer they they show this scene where he like falls out of this compartment. And yeah. it seemed like he's he's unconscious. So it's like, was he there on purpose? Was he not? Mm -hmm. what, like there, it 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 just the whole thing just seemed like there was this mystery about it. Um, which yeah, I I guess as we're kind of saying now, it it's it's not a mystery. The, the yeah, not movie not plays at this all. Very straightforward. Uh, yeah, which, which like as soon as they find him. Like, they barely ask any questions. It seems like he was part of the, the launch crew. I think he just hit his head on something, got a concussion, got knocked out, uh, and then, like, some parts of the ship just got closed in around him, and, like, nobody found him, and he got sent to yeah. space by accident. Yeah. yeah, as soon as they figure that out, there are no additional questions. They get right to, oh, problem solving. What do we do now that you're here? How do we get enough food? How do we get enough oxygen? How do we repair that part of the ship where you were stuck? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think that about sums up the film and its yeah. synopsis and, and stuff like that. So general thoughts. What did you think of Stowaway? I did like it. I, I feel like your pitch to me did uh, affect my Maybe expectations yeah. of the movie. I, I did find myself being suspicious of people that by the end of the day realized I had no reason to be suspicious about because this is a suspicionless movie. <laughs> but I kind of appreciated that it was a movie that didn't have a twist beyond like the original premise, the title of the film. It's yeah. just the straightforward problem solving survival story. It's tense, but it's not a thriller. It's it, despite being in space, it's very down to earth. You would call this yeah. a sci-fi movie, but there's nothing fantastical about it. Yeah, it's it's sci-fi realism, I guess you would yeah. say. But it's it's a drama about a moral mm -hmm. dilemma of just yes, like, well, yeah. What the hell do we do now? Um, and they have to figure that stuff out, just how to sur survive. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I thought this was okay. I I don't think this was bad. I I I think it had some issues, but I think mm -hmm. for what it was, it was pretty good. Um, I yeah I, yeah like I I I I I didn't walk away from it being like this was awesome, like this was amazing. But I yeah I like it. It left me thinking it left me just being like hmm like one of those things it's just like very stoic just like yeah hmm. okay this uh, yeah i like, had the I, same reaction to this as i kind of did to the vast of night which is a movie we watched last year yes. that is also like a very small independent movie it's about this tiny little town in new mexico in the 1950s where seems like aliens may be in the sky there may be spaceships there aliens may be coming to town and it's a movie where i spent the whole time thinking it was going to have some sort of a twilight zoney twist uh and then it didn't it was just a very straightforward yeah. a problem is approaching what will you do like there's no mystery there's no conspiracy yeah. nothing and it was slightly underwhelming but also I appreciate that you picked one simple path and just executed it very well. And that's how I feel about this. Absolutely. The story could have gone to a much bigger place. The fact that it didn't is maybe slightly jarring just from what you've come to expect from other films. But there is something admirable about we're going to set very small goals and just execute them very well. And these were both technically very impressive movies. Great, tiny casts with great performances. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the Vast of Night was going to be one of my recommended. Yeah. That if you liked this, go go check that one out. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of all I have to say for spoiler free stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's it's worth checking out. But it is also it's not like a fun action popcorn flick. It is very no. somber. It is mm. uh, kind of melancholy too there there is a, a mm -hmm. sadness uh that i think this movie leaves you with um but uh yeah it's 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 worth checking out i, I think so yeah 
Um, with that, we are going to take a quick break for some housekeeping, uh, and then we, when we come back, uh, we will get into spoilers uh, and start discussing the film a little bit more in depth. Uh, so we will mm -hmm. be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make, and yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and above. So thank you, Sam, so much. We appreciate it. We love you a lot. Thanks for keeping the mics on and supporting us. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, cool things that we have done here at the Whatnots. Um, let's see. So uh, I mentioned Crossplay, our video game podcast. Uh, we, we, uh, yeah, I have to say we had a great show this past week. Uh, <laughs> it, it did turn it, out to be right. very fun. Yeah, it, 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 it was really cool. Um, but I think later on today we are recording our Patreon exclusive uh thing for this month so we're a little bit late on on that but it will be mm. a check-in to our video game fantasy draft uh which we have been kind of following throughout the year and we have like a certain amount of money to bid on new games as as they Ooh. are coming out throughout the year and stuff like that and if a game gets like above 70 points we get however many points it is above 70 and if huh. it's below 70 we lose points on on stuff like that so there's this whole like numbers thing and uh yeah we're we're keeping track of that to see who wins at the end of the year and see who drafted the best games uh complicated like so yeah that that's been a lot of fun uh so be on the lookout for all of that that stuff uh, that being said, let us get into spoilers. Yeah. There you go. In spoilers, here we are. Um, I mean, there's really not much exactly to spoil in, <laughs> in terms of plot besides, hey, there's a stowaway, which the name yeah. tells you. Um, right. Yeah, like that that was that was the thing with me is like I I went into this film expecting there to be like oh like maybe he's there for a purpose. Maybe he's a Russian spy or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Um or 
yeah, maybe they like they each have their own reason for sabotaging it somehow, some way. Yeah. Or or the stowaway is just a stowaway, but maybe Daniel Day Kim's character, he's the one that's actually yeah. The, like. Uh, yeah. Or like the stowaway is innocent, but somebody planted him there like you know, some opposing force new if i just right. stick a random guy in the ship things are gonna go to heck i i i had one thought of like what if he's not the only one like he's just oh the one God. that they found <laughs> and there's still oh, someone like else like car. watching oh my god you're <laughs> just gonna car. keep pulling people out of this <laughs> tiny spaceship <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I just I, I was expecting some other twist, like some M Night Shyamalan style tw- yeah. twist of 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 there being something, um, and yeah, I just like or or not even like a twist, but for just more things to go wrong, like again, like things go wrong in in this film and it goes very bad bad very fast but Mm. i i like i was thinking what's that like george clooney movie where they're also out in space yeah and like that or solaris he's been to space a couple times he has been i I i'm thinking of gravity which i haven't seen but in my mind is is like just one thing after the next goes wrong and then the next thing goes wrong and the next thing goes wrong and this only has like like one main thing go wrong and then there's like maybe two smaller things that go wrong after that and it's 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 not again it's also not like a disaster movie no, like it's not meant there's... to be this one thing after the next after the next goes wrong oh my god how how will they ever survive um it, but yeah, it's there's all, like I want to say it's all projected. They're yes. not in immediate danger, but there is a clock where they know we are going to run out of oxygen in three weeks. <laughs> We're yeah. going to run out of food in X amount of time. Like it's kind of slow, like that looms over them. There are threats that loom, but there aren't sudden urgent threats. After the guy falls out, <laughs> falls out of the spaceship. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's it's very different from what I expected. And I, yeah. like, I think looking back, I'm I'm OK with that. I, I, I just I, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it's maybe just a symptom of like what I expect from Hollywood. Maybe yeah. of, like I, this type of movie i'm expecting something yeah. else to go along you with expect that, a thriller not yeah yeah, yeah I, so. <laughs> I feel like that has happened to me too i feel like most plain dramas i'm like there's an element of a thrill in here too right and then i watch and i'm like oh no oh it was just stern conversations <laughs> among people there was never like a double cross or anything <laughs> yeah um let's talk i think about the stowaway first uh yeah i think his name let me go back and get his name right here uh shamir anderson uh was the the actor that that played him i'm i'm not familiar with him Um, i looked him up on imdb because i'm like this guy did a been in 
it was like things I had heard of, but I had never seen. It was a lot of like TV shows. Like, okay, yeah, like he was on like the Dear White People show. I think he was on the the Winona Earp show. (laughs) Seems Ah. like he's just done a lot of bit parts in a lot of places. Or maybe they were major parts and just a smaller thing I had not seen. I had never seen this guy before. But I was looking at him like, you're doing a great job. Do I know you from something? I hope this is a launching pad for him. I really like that performance. Yeah, it was great. I, I like that is the thing of the like four actors in this film. I, I feel like it's not that bad to say like he's probably the least known of yeah. of of the bunch i i think he was maybe the best actor in this thing i mean they they all did phenomenal but yeah like, just man like his his just stood out uh to to be like man he he has this one one scene um where I mean, he had, God, he has so he has so many good mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, but he has he has one scene where Daniel Day 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 De- Kim's character basically presents him with poison yeah. to be like, "Hey, I'm not supposed to be telling you this. We're all gonna die because you're on he- here." And the thing that like the like the place that you were trapped in, like something got. Mm-hmm. Broken. We're not going to yeah. have enough oxygen for all of us to survive. One of us needs to die, and you weren't supposed to be here. Uh, and he well, and I think he also includes that they have been talking about how they will need to kill him, and it's partially yes. that he's telling the man this ahead of time. I'm putting it in your hands. If you would right. feel more dignity doing this yourself. I want yes. to give you that opportunity. Absolutely. And yeah, just to see him immediately go from like sitting there, like listening to mm. music yeah. or something, minding his own business to just have his entire world just shattered and being like, I, I'm not going to last like another day. I'm not going to get to see the people that I love ever again mm. and just uh, his reaction to that it was phenomenal um i i loved that 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 scene um and then there was another scene uh shortly after that which uh actually reminded me a lot of the scene in i believe avengers infinity war or endgame when tony stark oh, is yeah. sending yeah. his message to pepper in in mm-hmm. the spaceship there with nebula and um yeah he's like in this part of the ship where there's like a big window and he's sitting down and he's recording i guess what he he thinks is gonna be his final message to mm-hmm. the people that he loved i believe it was his sister or yeah his... yeah he is a younger sister yeah uh and he he's trying to say goodbye without actually saying goodbye to like not let her yeah. know exactly that like hey this is what's happening but to to just be like hey i uh yeah, i'm not going to see you for a while uh be be good you know stuff like that um and yeah just like that that whole scene of him just like trying 
to keep it together and trying to to not say what's actually mm. happening was just oh god it was a gut punch yeah yeah it, i i bravo to to him he yeah was he's phenomenal so well cast and when he when we first meet him and I was still under the impression that this was going to be a, a, some sort of a mystery thriller where there was a plot of some kind. I was like, oh, this guy, he's got such an endearing face. He <laughs> like, really does. He looks so sweet. And I'm like, this guy's either going to have an amazing heel turn or this is like a red herring and it's going to be somebody else in the cast. And then I immediately started suspecting Tony Collette. I'm like, she's it. it. It's she's behind it. It's her fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, in a strange way, I'm sure like if this was a real scenario, I'm sure that kind of would be the mindset of these people too, of just like, Every little small thing counts, and if, yes. if one thing goes wrong, it, there there is that I'm I'm sure the thoughts cross our mind of like how could you let this like how how could you do do uh, why did you yeah. do this why you know, right and and it, it quickly turns to like this is your fault or stuff like that um which I, again I know we sound like a broken record that's not what we got in in this yeah, but I'm no, sure like they're so psychologically stuff like that would have been yeah crossing their mind yeah you would expect this to like tear the team apart you'd expect all yeah. of this infighting hoarding of supplies or something like that like this scarcity madness they, they have arguments they've tense conversations with each other but they all stay very level-headed and you do have to think about how these aren't just four people. One, one of them is just a guy who, who like fell in a hole. But they were deliberately chosen and trained to keep their heads in the most stressful situations. And that is what we are seeing. It is yeah, a movie absolutely. about people keeping their heads. Yeah. No one lost their head in this hell. No, no. It's just sort of like a, a, not, a not calm, but it is a... Uh, a tense, but 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 civil, but very sympathetic thing going on. Like um, like Tony Collette is, I think the the harshest of them because she's the most seasoned. This is like her third mission up in his face, mm -hmm. and she's the most upfront of we have to kill him. Like you can tell, she doesn't like it. Does you know? She has no disrespect for the guy. She's no enemy, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No animosity. She's like, I just have to look at him like a drain on our resources and we cannot afford it. Yeah. Uh, and that is the like moral conundrum of this. Yeah. Film is like, should we kill this guy? How do we kill this guy? Is this the right thing to do? Like, is there another way that we can save him somehow? Uh, and they they. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to kill this guy. No. Like, again, you said there's no animosity towards him. It's it's just like, dude, you just you just got the short end of this stick. Like, yeah, you know, I'm so fucking sorry, but at like, yeah, that's and it. as soon as he like wakes up in space, he freaks out. But as soon as he like, oh, it kind of gets his legs underneath him. He's like 
I know I'm not supposed to be here. I know I have none of the training you have, but I am going to work. Put me to work. Whatever it is you can have me do, I will do it. Like he's trying to like earn his keep there. Yeah. And he's (laughs) he's, 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 not enough resources. He can't breathe. He's smart too. Like he's not just like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. a janitor. He's like, he's an engineer. Like he's hoping yeah. to work on these things and then go on one of these missions himself. So he's, yeah, he's like just still training a grad to student. be this way. But yeah, he's still a grad student, like you just said. So yeah, like it, it's, it's interesting to see him in, in, like in a situation where like he, he wants to be in eventually but it like yeah. it's not in the way that he wants to be in the situation right mm. um yeah so it's just it's it's a it's a wild conundrum and yeah i think tony collette's character is maybe she so here's one of my first critiques of this okay Tony Collette also did a phenomenal job. I think her kind of she I I think she did a very very great job of like silently uh mm-hmm. like like it's very clear that she did not want to do this. Like she was yeah. so upset and so distraught, but it is in a position where she can't really voice a lot of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think she did a great job doing that. However, when she finds the stowaway, he falls out onto her arm and I guess breaks it. It's not entirely clear what Yeah, or like maybe he knocked off some like hot piece of equipment. Like when you look at the arm, like I couldn't tell if it was bruised or if it was burnt or I don't know. But her arm is hurt. Yeah, and so it kind of puts her out of commission in terms of, like, helping with heavy lifting or moving stuff or going out into uh, space on some, you you know, space walk thing. And by the end of this this film, which will circle back around to all the stuff that they do, because they they need to go get oxygen from this, like, tether thing that's out there and yeah. come back and there's this solar flare and all of this stuff mm. but because of her arm unfortunately her character's just kind of dead weight I- <laughs> and it's it's i mean i in terms of what's happening and like all the mm. conundrums that they're facing i get it she is like, hey, we're down a man. That yeah. is also another conundrum. But uh-huh. I, I just I felt like in terms of story and like making this a more appealing story, she just felt like dead weight. It was like she she serves a purpose and she is a bit more standoffish than the other yeah. characters. I could attribute it to this being her third mission. You know, she's like a little and, and she's older than they are. She, just be yeah, like, hey, yeah. You, she's you just like a little bit more gruff. Stuff. A little bit more by the book, a little bit more, you know, seasoned and like to the point about things. Yeah. Yeah. She's also the one that is in charge of communicating back to headquarters. And something I loved about this movie, uh, we start the movie like in the middle of like the launch process. 
and she's like, she's there in the pilot's chair. She's talking to ground control or whatever. We hear ground control over the radio. And then as soon as they are fully launched and actually in space, you never hear ground control again. You never hear a single voice that is not these four people. She's always talking to ground control. They're communicating with them, but it's always like through an earpiece. And after they're in space, they never let you hear what's on the earpiece, which is, I think, a great choice that as soon as they cross that threshold, any other sound of Earth dies away. (laughs) And there's a lot of scenes where it's Tony Collette just pacing around with a with a Bluetooth in tensely communicating to like Jim at the headquarters desk. And, which is and, uh, don't get me wrong which is again, it, she she mm-hmm. had a phenomenal performance yeah. in in those scenes where she's just like completely just like god there has to be something yeah like yeah fuck i i i can't just be like okay we need to kill you but she also has that like i'm the commander of the ship this is what they're telling me to do i need to relay this to my crew like i'm not the one making the decision here but i also have to be the one that stands behind it and yeah and she has all of her breakdowns in private she like doesn't really let the rest of the crew see how freaked out she is yeah and like and like uh, i phenomenal performance but mm. at the end of the film i was just like she didn't really do much huh like she just kind of <laughs> stood there and paced and I was like, okay. yeah yeah situationally she does end up being a little bit less active than the rest of the crew but this is something that made me feel suspicious of her back when i thought this movie was going to be a oh, thriller. okay interesting because she's she's the only one talking to headquarters i mean i think as soon as they get up in space there's a scene with the narrative somehow right or and like like i said we don't hear the other side of the conversations how much of this is we're hearing something out of context or like she's putting on a front she talks to jim and then she, she stops talking to jim and she calls over to somebody else and she's like okay well i gave that story to jim what I was like I was expecting a flashback at the end of the movie that's like the other side of these conversations or after she hung up with Jim then she called somebody else and she said this and yeah I thought that level of standoffishness would make her a culprit and then as it turns out there's no culprit it's just a terrible (laughs) accident that's all the movie they're a victim of circumstance (laughs) yeah yeah nobody's at fault nobody's doing anything suspicious yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's I, I you, you know, when you've like written a paper in school, school or something and your teacher is, is like, this is g- g- good. Now take it one step further. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't want to say this is a case where they stopped short. This is absolutely no. the, 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 them taking it all the way in a certain d- d- direction and right. doing it yeah. really, really well. But. Yeah, it 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 feels like like in in a strange way, it feels like it's a deliberate choice to do that instead of like, I'm I'm going to have this twist and pull the rug and and stuff like that. So I I appreciate it for that. And it it does really feel deliberate in all of the choices that they are making. Yeah, this. So Mm -hmm. good on them. 
uh, Daniel Day Kim. <sighs> Let's talk Lovely. about him. Great he's, to see. He's the, the botanist in the mm. one. I believe he was a Harvard grad in this yes! one. Yes, and Anna um, Kendrick's character is from Yale, and there's a yes. bit at the beginning of the movie that I thought was excellent setup where she like brings him a cup of coffee and it's in a Yale mug. And he's like, you only have so many grams of personal effects that you are allowed to bring up into space and you spent it on this to tease me. He's like, you don't even care about this. And she's like, yeah, I don't. But I know you, but you do. do. Like she's, yeah. she's the heart of the team. She's the one kind of keeping up the the morale. And so she knows that he's like playfully competitive. So she's like, oh, I'll bring him this Yale mug to tease him. It'll be a fun game to keep us entertained for two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he he is uh I I don't want to say he's super stoic in in the, the this. I mean they, mm. they all have to be super detail oriented. But he is the botanist that is like growing plants and stuff on mm. on the on the ship to see how they act out in space or out, out on Mars when they get there and and stuff like that. And uh well kind of the the first things that uh the stowaway has to help with is his uh-huh. arc. And they're sitting down taking these measurements and readings and all this stuff and it is just it's so boring it's tedious and you can tell the yeah. stowaway is, is just like man this sucks like i <laughs> i don't like look i'm happy to like w- like pull my own weight but man what you do here is boring as hell <laughs> um but then they had they have another great moment um where they are playing some music out loud, and the stowaway is just like, "Man, what kind of garbage music is this?" And he's just like, "Excuse you, <laughs> like this is jazz. <laughs> this is the classics, like the the greats. Like they all that like they're all so completely different, and they each go down their own path, but they each still somehow manage to come together." and and make a a strong team and every once in a while you'll hear one of them kind of go off and do their own thing and uh i i kind of saw that as a metaphor for the team that was there on Mm. the ship i don't necessarily think it was a strong one i don't necessarily think it was one that they particularly played out um but it, it was this idea of like yeah all these characters are for not knowing much about them they yeah. are all very different people and all in mm-hmm. very different situations um yeah and to yeah to see them come, like come together and work as this t- team to try and figure things out uh was was neat to to see um but yeah the stowaway I- not a fan of jazz i oh. liked that scene a lot <laughs> I, I've seen La La Land. I've seen Soul. That one scene made me understand jazz a lot more than anything else. Has. There you go. And it put it in a context that I could really understand. Kids on the slope, Melissa. Kids on the I, slope. We did that a long what, time ago. Great. But this anime. movie did. Go watch that one. 
what this movie did, and in this, this is like real wild, like freestyle jazz, and that's what Stoey's upset about. It's that this real kind of screechy, yeah. noodly saxophone, and he's like, "How do you listen to this all day?" And Daniel Day Kim, Daniel Day Kim, we have to say his full name. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll know him well enough to just call him Daniel. But we, we Daniel, he talks of the show. <laughs> we love you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about how that's what he loves about it, that it is unexpected, that it can deviate so much that they play by rules. If you're aware of the canon of jazz, you kind of know what's going to happen, but there's so much variety and surprise in it. And I thought, oh, that's the perfect music to listen to when you're doing very monotonous tasks in space. I get it. I get why it's this music and not anything else. That surprise and adventure of jazz is there to keep him engaged, keep him active, keep his brain from like dulling out while he just does the same little scientific task over and over again. I'm like, I this really helped me understand the value of freeform jazz. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I I, I just think that because of the like the mug moment and the jazz moment yeah daniel day kim's character is to be honest i i I think arguably the one we end up knowing the most uh it Mm. besides well i mean i think arguably you could also say the stowaway and i think arguably arguably you could also say anna kendrick's Mm-hmm. character but no one else has those kind of moments like he yeah. gets both of them um yeah he gets I, like I the that most was interesting he gets a lot of backstory laid out for him you do know his personality pretty well you know he's from harvard uh he Likes loves jazz. harvard he's, he's kind of competitive with yeah. other people who went to like other ivy league schools he loves his freeform jazz. He talks about listening to it with his wife. I think his wife got him into it. So you've got that sense of the, I think besides a stowaway sister, like that wife is the only sense of home and family that we know of these, these astronauts getting back to. I don't think yeah. Anna Kendrick or Tony Collette mention any, any family members or loved ones. And he's also so devoted to his work. Uh, he's going to like grow these little like microgreens, and when they get to Mars, he's going to try and like plant them and then grow this algae, like create nourishment, create oxygen. And he says that he's been working on this for years. Like this is his life's work. And mm. there, there, there's a nice bit where Anna Kendrick teases him about uh, the stowaway helping him with these tests, where she's like, "If you publish any of your research, you're going to have to share co-authorship with him." You won't get to be a solo author on this paper, which I don't know if that's true. <laughs> at, at, at least be like, hey, I had some help in this. Here was the situation. But right. I don't I got to tell you, as somebody who works in academic publishing. That might be acknowledgement areas. I don't I don't know if he's going to get to be co-author just because would, he yeah, like helped pull I a lot of I test tubes. agree with that. But, but who knows? Who knows? I'm is... not a scientist. That is the relationship that that those two characters have of just like, hey, you're not going to get to do that all yeah. on your own anymore. She's like, hey, right. She's like nudging him and he's just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> and he's a devoted to this life's work and he's so upset 
that he has to tear it apart. And like, he's got these things that were designed to like plant on Mars. And they mentioned that there's already been some unmanned ship that like flew supplies up to Mars for them to meet there. Right. And he's like, I don't have all of my equipment here. I only have so many samples. I was saving those for Mars, but he knows I have to start this now. Like we need this algae to like generate oxygen for us now. I have to wreck this work I was going to do on Mars. I have to tear apart the microgreens to get soil or nutrients or some sort of resources for this algae project. Like he tears apart everything that he's been working on and he's so upset about it. Like he keeps mentioning like this is my life's work. All I ever wanted to do was this and I've lost that opportunity. Like he's got maybe a bit more of an ego than the other characters, but it's really understandable because what this life's work is, it isn't just the prestige of it. It's also, I want to make sure that people can go to space and eat and breathe. Like his ultimate goal is very altruistic. It's not the loss of prestige for him. It's the loss of, I've been devoting my life to helping humanity at large. And I understand now that I have to prioritize the lives of these other immediate people around me, but I can't stop thinking about that loss to humankind. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, just, just think if, if, if he had gotten to do his work that could further along these missions so that they learn something else and they can get there faster or they can live there longer or like stuff like, like, like there's so many advances that could happen because of this seemingly monotonous work mm. that he can do. Um, and, and, yeah, like to to then see that, like, hey, I'm going to have to rip this up and tear it up. Yeah. And if I survive that, that it's going to be like another, I don't know, like 10 years of my life to be able to do the same thing. And who yeah. knows if he's even going to be capable of that at that point there. So, yeah, it's just like it's it's heartbreaking for him to have to rip those up. And then we get that scene when we know that half of the algae has died and this is like like arguably maybe the only other like twist not twist but like reveal right where he pushes back the cart yes you you know the one that didn't survive to reveal the first cart that we thought survived has now all completely died as that's a great shot i love the composition of that shot i love just the clean visual language of bags of green algae good bags of brown algae bad and he just like pushes a piece of equipment out of the way and you see the two brown carts and you're filled with despair oh shit yeah no um yeah, I I I loved that moment. Mm. I I I thought that was a great scene because again, Tony Collette's character just great job of just silently portraying the anger and frustration. Yeah, yeah, frustration of just like we are in the god just god forsaken mission. Like just yeah everything <laughs> is going wrong and she just just yeah silent. she's great at like, it yeah yeah just silently fuming there. the entire movie yeah 
Um, and Anna Kendrick. Let's get to her. Yeah. We haven't talked about her as much. She's the heart of the film. She's arguably the protagonist. She's the first person we meet, the last person we're left with at the end of the movie. She's the medical doctor. And uh, as soon as they get up to space, they like change into their nice polo shirts with the logo on it. And they have this like video call back to Earth. Seems like this is the PR call. Like we're going to talk to the public, give a statement of the news now that we're here in space. And she mentions that she only applied to this because she thought it would be a funny story to talk about how she got rejected by the company's called Hyperion. It seems like it's a NASA equivalent. It's not clear if it's governmental or privately owned, but. She's like, I, mean, like, I thought how, it would be funny for me to tell people I got rejected by Hyperion, but instead how many, they accepted me. How many people <laughs> can put on their re- right. resume that like, hey, I applied to be an astronaut. I got rejected, but I, I applied like I, I, I met the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like that, that is kind of a like she is, as you say, the heart and soul. But I think she is the most like childlike i i i don't know the age of them but she is the most like fun loving like i'm i'm gonna tease you and make fun of you and have fun with you over here i'm not sure i think anna kendrick is approximately our age maybe slightly older so i think i don't know if this was the first thing she was in but she's like one of the classmates in the twilight movies which okay. I think the first movie came out when I was like in 11th grade. So it does like the ma- it matches up. I think she's approximately our Just age. Slightly older. And I was yeah. wondering, like, did you grow up with Lost like we did, Anna Kendrick? Are you also very excited to work with somebody from Lost? With Daniel Daycare, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, she, she, was, she was a great character. And I think she kind of serves the purpose of... A, being the 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 one that introduces Chekhov's gun in in this film, kind of uh, this whole the the whole thing about like the Yale mugs uh, and, yeah. and and stuff like that, because um, what happens is they have to go get oxygen from mm. the tether on the opposite side of their ship. So their their ship is. On one side, there's this like central satellite thing that they are attached to and then a tether on the opposite end. And what is happening is it's spinning super Mm. fast and that's creating centripetal force, which makes gravity a false one Mm. on their ship. So they have to go across the like tethers to this uh, 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 this this thing on the opposite end to get oxygen and come back mm-hmm. and she is one of the people that go on that that mission um along with daniel de him and on their way back a solar flare starts up and they have to race back to the ship they have to leave one of the t- t- tanks behind um and she ends up dropping that first tank oh. that they they have and just uh, in, in in a like another just gut punch i'm just like no like how do you drop like, that no ah! everything's so simple like none of the things that go wrong in this movie are true 
failures. It's all just happenstance. It's like the Mm -hmm. simplest little task. It's not like you were ill-equipped for the job. You you tried and you failed. It's like you literally just let something slip out of your hands once. And that's the end. (laughs) You bumped your head and fell down. That's it. (laughs) That's all it takes, though. Uh, and, and, and it sucks. And so, yeah, they have this conundrum of like, we went out to go get oxygen from this, uh, this hang. We've now lost half of that. And well, I mean, basically, they lost it all because they lost that yeah. one tank and then the solar flare. And then the conundrum is like, hey, we can still go get that second tank. The issue is whoever goes and gets that second tank is not going to survive like they because of the solar flare there's going to be enough radiation where you're going to die uh yeah and it's not clear like they can't forecast when a solar flare ends exactly it seems like maybe it's something where the radiation would hang around for a long time and they don't know if the tank would you know still be there if they had to come back in a week yeah um yeah, and and so she she has seen Daniel Day Kim's character kind of str- struggle to make that trip yeah. there and back. They have to like shimmy up and down these poles <sighs> and and stuff like that. And it's it's I like it's a that. Lot I liked how work. much physical work was involved. That it's not just an act of bravery. It's not just all right. Put on your suit and go float into the void until you get to this this other little satellite it's like no you have to physically like climb and like raise up you lift the weight of your body in this giant spacesuit like it is a feat it is exhausting yeah yeah um and she is the one that goes out on this this second trip to go get the tank uh and she gets it she brings it back but yeah, she can't go back inside because of the amount of radiation yeah. that she's had. And so she just sits down and lets the radiation burn her uh, and stuff like that. But she has that kind of like final like, hey, guys, like, uh, you know, survive. Do this for me. Tell your loved ones, you know, you know all that you love I love them it. She hugs Daniel Day she, Kim and she she yeah, tells him, like, hey, go home to your wife, have kids, send them, send to, them Gale. to Gale. Yeah, which I, I thought was a great line. Yeah, um, that 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 was that's what, what I mean by the the Chekhov's gun thing. I'm just just. Yeah, send I them think to that Gale. was. Yeah, it set up which that character is, moment. And I think that was also like. A great introductory point early in the film to say how scarce space, uh, physical space and resources are on this ship. Like, he's like, you brought this one mug. Do you know how much that might cost us? <laughs> Think so, about all the other things you could have brought instead of a mug. I don't know if this is exactly tied to this school. I'm assuming it is. But one of the production companies on this film is Yale productions i so, did see that yeah yeah it it might, might have just been a like hey like yeah this is a scientific film yeah we'll 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 help you out with getting the science right and and stuff like that but uh yeah 
maybe have a line in there about uh send your kids to Yale yeah. to get a yeah I didn't I didn't know I was also up. like is <laughs> is Yale somebody's last name <laughs> unsure send them to Yale <laughs> Stephanie Yale they'll save us all <laughs> fly you fools um, yeah but what a great final line yeah it like I. I, I really, really enjoyed that moment of the film. I, I, I thought that was mm. a great yeah. moment because at the end of the day, it, it, it was, hey, the life support system that makes oxygen mm. is fucked up beyond all repair. The algae that they were hoping to then give them enough oxygen for all four of them to survive didn't work so now that now they're back down to only three people will survive then the they can't get these oxygen tanks so now only three of them will survive uh but it, it, it just at, at the end of the day there's three of them that survive it's still gonna be really tight and really yeah. tough but they have a chance yes now um and it like yeah like we don't really get to see what happens or if they do no. survive we no. just get to sit with this like just lost one of our crew members and it, now what yeah like, we just have to sit here and like sit with that and stew of like hey mm -hmm. we just had a crew member sacrifice themselves to make sure that we survive. Um, and that is the like, at the end of the day, when you are done with this film, you just sit with that, like, like the characters on the ship. And you're just like, huh. It's okay. It's a lot. It's a big ending, but I think it's a yeah. little bit. It's got more hope to it than that. I think because we see Anna Kendrick out there just, hopeful, just sure. sitting on yeah. top of the spaceship. Just slowly getting burnt. Well, not slowly. I think it takes like 10 minutes. She gets burned to death. But she's got this look on her face like of contentedness. Like, I know I did the right thing. Like from yeah. the second the problem was introduced, I always I feel confident that I always did what was best for everybody involved. And there is a sort of sense of wonder on her face just for the beauty of space. Like the way the solar flare is illustrated, it's all these like faint swirling like lights and colors it, she's amazed yeah. at the beauty of it and even, i think there's some gratitude there for wow it's going to kill me but i am seeing something no other human being has ever seen mm -hmm. let me ask you this they mm -hmm. made the choice to include uh a line from the film at at the start uh, which we had mentioned uh, is mm. the like, hey, I applied to this to just, you know, be a joke and get re rejected. Mm. But they picked me um, and they 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 choose to replay that line as she's kind of staring off into space at the earth and being like, well, these are my final moments. Mm. How did you feel about that inclusion? It's not a very long movie. So in one hand, I felt like it was kind of handholdy, like, hey, remember this? And I'm like, I do. That only happened 70 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I recall that that's what she said. 
But also I think about the the purpose of when she said that it seems like it's in this message that they're giving to the public. That is probably how the public would eulogize her when news comes down about this astronaut that had to sacrifice herself to save save her comrades after this amazing situation like that's going to be the clip of her that is quoted newspapers like played on the news that like kids in school are going to watch and think about i agree with you that that is most yeah that is what she will probably be Mm. remembered for in news footage stuff to be like this is a person who loved to have fun like she just thought this was a joke all you know mm-hmm. all that stuff but she made it and she did yeah. some incredible stuff right however i don't know if i liked the inclusion of that mm. line there at the end because it is this idea of like i did this for a joke and it is this like does does her mentioning this like it are like it it made me wonder if the film was trying to convey like all of this is just a big cosmic joke or or stuff like that <laughs> I which think i don't think so. it necessarily is but it yeah, like it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not a cynical movie mind. yeah like, it's not i cynical, think it's but it is it it just it didn't sit with me well of 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 just yeah it it made those thoughts cross my mind even though i know that's not what it was going for of of like well all of this was just supposed to be a joke now it made me think about how she (laughs) she she did this to have like a funny story to tell people like i i i i applied to like the most prestigious a space program in the world when I'm just an MD. Uh, I thought it would be funny to like have that. You know, this is out on my resume. Tell it to people at cocktail parties or whatever. This Ooh, feels like kind of like what her, what her death <laughs> is. What a what an amazing death to tell people about. It's very sad that she's dead, but yeah. to go out yeah. in that way, it seems like a reflection of that. To you know, to be flunked, to be rejected from a program. But to be rejected by that program, you know, that's something to say about it. But, you know, and it's sad that she died. But, yeah, she, what, a, what a story to, like, pass down. Like, centuries from now, all her descendants are going to remember how great, 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 great grandma Anna Kendrick died. Absolutely. Um, I think my only other critique of this film is, yeah, it's, it's not super long, but it felt long. Chummy. It, it sometimes it did, yeah. It's slow. It's a very, very slow movie. It's not an action movie. It's not a thriller. It's not. It's no. right. Like it's. It's not something that is gonna make you like grip the edge of of your seat and make time fly by. It is tense, but it's very slow, and mm-hmm. I think because of that, the pacing of this film just didn't it seemed like it had some issues there it started out fine and then it just slowed down immensely um and it it, it just kind of grounded to a halt in my opinion there i did did find myself often checking how much time was left in the movie but i think that's just because i was curious about what its act structure was 
and like when certain things happen, I'm like, okay, it's this many minutes in when we meet the stowaway. It's this many minutes in when I think Tony Collette may be behind it. <laughs> she was not. Tony Collette is innocent. Hey, maybe in the sequel we find out she was. Who knows? If they make a sequel. <laughs> no, I, I like this as it is, just as the standalone space <laughs> parable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's an interesting one because I, I, again, I didn't walk away with this super high on the film. But yeah, like the performances were incredible. And I, like, I, it was, well acted and man the 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 moral problem mm -hmm. that they have to, to face i god god i have no idea what i would yeah. do in a situation like yeah, and i and i like that this is the context in which that happens because it's a situation none of us will ever find ourselves in so we're able to engage with the narrative but not feel like haunted late at night like what would i do what sort of person does it make me if I made such a choice in this space? Because you're never, you're never going to be there. Average Joe a, ain't going to space. Am I a Daniel Day Kim or am I an Anna? Kim? <laughs> 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 or am I Tony Collette? I'm Tony Collette, aren't I? Oh man, what does that say about me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's something I'm never gonna get to experience, and uh, that that it 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 makes it a step removed, which kind of uh, makes me feel better about myself yeah. that I'm I'm not gonna have to be in that <laughs> situation, right? Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, it, it like at the end of the day, it is just like hey. Like, how do you act when you are put in an impossible situation? Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that that one there. And yeah, it is a very somber kind of melancholy film. But yeah, like it's not it's not completely devoid of hope. No, I think it, it does have some sweetness to it. Yeah, and Anna Kendrick definitely brings it. Uh, the stowaway talking about his relationship with his sister is very touching. Yep. No, he has this, uh, I think when he was like nine and his sister was like a baby, there was a, an apartment fire. He got all these burns. Seems like their mother was already dead or gone and then their dad dies. And so uh, when he turned 18, he like, formally adopted his younger sister to make sure he could always take care of her and that's like yeah. the first thing he thinks of when he gets to space is where I, I can't be up here I can't leave my sister alone absolutely mm -hmm. I think that's all I have to say on stowaway though uh, my only yeah. final thing I mentioned at the beginning of the episode how sweaty I am I, I did watch this movie and I remarked on how uh, Matt everybody's skin was interesting okay <laughs> oh like everybody just looked great i think the fact that this movie was as stressful as it was and nobody was ever sweaty stood out to me i guess i, I don't know if you just don't sweat in space there's i mean i, I guess there'd be there's it's a vacuum so there wouldn't really be moisture but they're inside i their guess ship, so yeah so i don't know no humidity in space i don't know interesting but 
In space, this... no one can see you sweat. <laughs> Just on a technical level, I think this movie had uh, wonderful performances. I think it's shot beautifully. The scenes where they go out into space look amazing in that they're very simple, like except for the solar flare at the end, like there's not cosmos or color. And it's just this like stark black with all these pinpricks and the way they move around in space was compelling. Just among the many great technical achievements of this movie, I also want to cite the makeup for just making everybody so matte all the time. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. That is Stowaway on Netflix. I recommend um, it. I was impressed. Alyssa, we got to check in on Bingo. We do. show Bingo. Uh, we play Bingo each and every week here on the review show with a bunch of different movie tropes and comic book tropes and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, Melissa's card is different from mine, so we each have a mm. little bit, 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 bit of stuff on there. Uh, right, right now, it we're just kind of in the experiment phase of like, let's just see how many bingos we can get on a single card yeah. to see how this can can uh, go here. So I have one big bingo so far, Melissa. I believe you have one as well. Yeah. Did you get anything that you can mark down on? I think I have two things. I think I can get guy in the chair. For Jim down at headquarters, even though he's not really a character, but he is an entity that is felt through Tony Collette's one-sided conversations. The fact mm-hmm. that it's always specifically one guy, like she's not calling the entire like control team. She's always talking to one, one person. One guy, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd give myself that. I think I would also give myself, why are you telling me this? For the scene where Anna Kendrick starts telling the stowaway about. Okay. So one summer I worked as this beach watcher. I wasn't a lifeguard because you weren't supposed to swim in the beach. But I do. I was just there to sort of watch it and make sure nobody was acting up. Like I put, why are you telling me this on here? There's situations where a character suddenly starts telling you. This long personal story, and it takes a while for you to figure out what the purpose of it is. Uh, <laughs> this is a very lost thing. I think about Locke telling Boone, my sister Jeannie died when I was a kid, and Boone just stares at him while he keeps talking, and at the end he's like, why are you telling me this, John? What was that for? <laughs> yeah. Uh... So I, I feel like this is as close as I've gotten to that spirit. Uh, in- okay. Unfortunately, I don't think I have anything. The closest thing I could get to is a locked room mystery or episode, but it's not a mystery. And no. It, right? Like they, but they, they are kind of in just one set. Like they are in one place, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I, to me, that's not exactly the same, though. Just because yeah. you're in. A, a singular space d- d- doesn't necessarily mean well i mean it's it's an epi- it's the entire movie so i guess it's an episode i they certainly yeah i feel like episode. this wouldn't fit because we've spent but, this whole yeah. conversation talking about how this is a situation with Not no a, culprit yeah but but that's the thing like d- d- does a locked room episode need to be a mystery though oh 
because because we we have it down as locked room oh. mystery or episode. I feel like there's a difference between a locked room mystery and a bottle episode. I I, I think I feel we like kind of you... combines them into one though because yeah. I, when we made this, we also had in mind the one from Mr. Robot where it's more yeah. like a play. It's all just in that one room or yeah. those like two rooms in in that house because we had that in mind and there's no it's it's like that is not a mystery of like who killed who they are they are trying to investigate Mm. his past and stuff in that one but it's not like a mystery i i would give this uh this i would call this a bottle movie since you were entirely within a spaceship and uh, on something attached to the spaceship, you are never on Earth. You you are never on Mars. A spaceship and espe- at all times. Yeah, <laughs> and especially because you once they cross the threshold into space, like you never hear from headquarters. Uh, Stowaway talks to his sister, but you never see what he sees on the little iPad screen. You never hear her voice. Yeah, this this is a bottle for sure. Okay. So and I can I give myself that one then? I I give I, you I think that that's then. The only, yeah, the only it, one that I that I have. If we're specifying that it is bottle episodes, perhaps including locked room mysteries, this isn't that, but it's it's a bottle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I got. All right, cool. I got locked room mystery or episode marked down. Hell yeah! So I still only have one bingo, but I am closing in on not many things left on my sheet. I still have to get ancient evil. No time to eat breakfast. Uh, An object is thrown and off screen you hear glass breaking and or a cat meowing. Uh, A superhero fight goes through a building. An actor plays themselves. A ghost! And if you're here and I'm here, then who's driving the bus? Yeah, I I have ones like a courtroom scene, which I know you have marked down, but I was... Absent uh, when that happened. The uh, vehicle in peril, death by electric electrocution, robot blamed for murder. Didn't realize <laughs> my own strength. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Gets stuck with a kid. Uh, mm. So <laughs> there you but go. man, so we are having a big year for mysterious scars. We certainly are. Yeah. Uh, lots of mysterious scars here. Uh, so yeah, that is our update for Bingo. Um, there you go with that. Melissa, let's get on to recommendations. Mm. Um, what might you recommend for people who liked this and enjoyed it or want to see something else very similar? I know at the start we mentioned The Vast of Night. Uh, yeah, which is it's totally similar. Prime. Yeah, it's very yep. similar um in 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 tone it's very very somber it's uh like 1950s 60s ish is when i believe it takes place um and yeah there is this threat of an alien invasion uh there's this like late night radio show that is kind of investigating it as people are calling in uh mm. and they they go to uh to yeah to t- talk with all of these people and uh at the end it just kind of leaves you with this huh 
Okay, so that's how it went. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, and so, yes, I some people might not like it because mm. of that. Uh, some people, I, I think, like Melissa pointed out, uh, will like it because they stuck with ju- ju- just this one path and and, and yeah. did that to it to its ex- extent. Um. But yeah, that is that that is one I think we can both recommend, and we covered that on the review show. Uh, let me see here. Last Vast. about this time last year, I think. I think so. Uh, Vast of Night. When did we do that? August fifth, twenty twenty, on number one hundred and seventeen of the review show. Mm-hmm. So, go check that one out. Uh, Melissa, do you have any other recommendations? Yeah. When you first told me about this movie, it reminded me of a short story I read in like ninth grade English called The Cold Equations. Have you ever read this? I have not. Never heard of it. I I had to Google it. So if 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 I've looked distracted during recording, it's because I was like, wait a minute. I got to look up any actual information about the story I read when I was 15. The Cold Equations is a science fiction short story by American writer Tom Goodwin, first published in Astounding Magazine in August 1954. Wikipedia says the story takes place entirely aboard an emergency dispatch dispatch ship headed for a frontier planet with a load of desperately needed medical supplies. The pilot discovers a stowaway, an 18-year-old girl. By law, all stowaways are to be jettisoned because these vessels carry no more fuel than is absolutely necessary to land safely yeah. at their destination. The girl merely wants to see her brother, as he's on the planet or whatever, uh, was not aware of the law. When she boarded the ship and saw the unauthorized personnel keep out sign, she just thought she would have to pay a fine if she were caught. The pilot explains that her presence dooms the mission by exceeding the weight limit and the subsequent crash would kill both of them and doom the colonists awaiting the medical supplies. After contacting her brother for the last moments of her life, the girl willingly walks into the airlock and is ejected into space. And Which feels like this, where you're confronted with a moral problem, but you kind of, it feels bad, but you know what the solution is, and you just have to proceed toward the solution. Yeah. It turns out, it uh, looks like this was also adapted into a Twilight Zone episode, which I, I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, interesting. Okay. I Twilight recommend that. Would be a good one. Yeah. At least as much as it, it stuck with me since I read the story in ninth grade. At least the concept of it. I can't speak to the quality of writing itself, but that the central problem has, has always stuck with me. Uh, and I would also recommend Apollo 13. I just watched that a good recently. One, yeah. you know, they go up to space. And th- that's one where we do spend a lot of time on the ground. I appreciate how small and contained this movie was, but I was curious to see what is ground control doing? How are they scrambling around to try and figure out this problem? Yeah. And Apollo 13 is you're up there in space with these three guys and you're on ground watching clint howard try and suddenly engineer something with a box of scraps absolutely i recommend that Um, and then also uh the simpsons episode deep space homer where homer goes to space 
Perfect. Good. Good. Yes. <laughs> That's also important. I was watching this movie and thinking about how many other space movies I should be recommending, but I've never seen them. So I tried right. to, but I couldn't find any of them streaming anywhere. It's like I couldn't find The Martian or Moon, any place that was convenient. It wasn't going to cost yeah. me $4. The Martian would be a good one. I've never seen that one, so I personally can't me recommend either. it. No, um, I, I, he goes to space, he makes potatoes. Out. Yeah. He's not supposed to be in space. I got to get him back down. Um, I want to recommend an anime called Planets, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's it's planets, but it's spelled P-L-A-N-E-T-E-S at the end. So there's like an E-S at the end. Yeah. But that is kind of about this guy who... Uh, I bl- I believe works as like a, for lack of better terms, like space janitor, like picking up mm-hmm. all of the space trash and stuff like that. But he's trying to kind of train and be like a normal astronaut and go on like actual missions and stuff like that. And they, it's not filled with like a big moral conundrum or stuff like that. But it is a like. Sl- like slice of life drama about this guy just like wanting to do more out in space and and uh there there are some problems that come up but not none like like what we saw here in, mm-hmm. in this film but it's it's also not super like fantastical of like oh my god they're shooting ray guns and stuff like <laughs> that it's just it's very like small hard science uh with mm. that stuff and uh that, that that was an interesting uh one i watched it a handful of years ago now uh just because it was like hey i'm a big fan of like gundam and space stuff that like maybe i should check out this other space thing that's out here um and it was very different from gundam stuff so don't expect all of that but it it, it was yeah just very no pun intended down to earth sci-fi <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it was good i would recommend that uh and then if you do want something that is maybe a little bit more fantastical I just got done watching all of The Expanse on yeah. Prime, and I've recommended that a lot recently because it is very good. Um, and yeah, that is very hard science. There is, um, in season one, there is a scenario where, yeah, they are stuck in this ship and they don't have enough oxygen to survive and they need to come up with a way to it more or share it or do this or that or somehow you know send out a a distress a distress uh bacon uh and stuff like that and it is out in space and there is a a discovery that is made out in space that kind of changes the way humanity uh is going to live their lives and stuff like that so it's an interesting one check out the expanse yeah. But there you go. That is recommendations for uh if if you guys liked Stowaway. Mm-hmm. Melissa, next week, the end of the month. It's 
our end of the month special. We have been uh-huh. preparing something special. Uh, do you want to tell them a little bit about this book that we are Ye- reading? Yeah, we are reading our first prose book after often describing ourselves as a book club style show. Then we read pl- plenty of comics, but we wanted to try reading a, a book with just words and no pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a couple pictures at the end of the appendices, but we are reading House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski, I believe. This is uh, a whole heck of a book. It's very long. <laughs> so we needed like an entire month boy. to prepare for it. Yeah, it's a big boy. It's about a family who moves into a farmhouse in Virginia, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the home of Kyle. We, we've, we've stumbled across a lot of Virginia-based terrible encounters over the last year or so. Yep. <laughs> they move into well. a new house. Trap, and they... F- there's something wrong with the house. And the father, a photojournalist, begins documenting their experiences in the house. Supposedly, the documentary was uh, released. The whole academic community started talking about this film, writing all these papers about it. This old man was writing a book that's about the documentary and all the academic discussion around it. He dies and his notes go to like, his neighbor's friend who's like some young punk party hard dude who lives in Los Angeles. And this guy feels compelled to take all these random papers and really bring them together into something. So it is a, uh, a journal about a book about a documentary about a house. It goes real many levels deep. The thing's full of footnotes and strangely arranged text and colors and like crossed out words and it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot to it's contend kind of with and eccentric. i'm excited to talk about it yeah, yeah it's boy, not this is it's the not weirdest a book i've novel. ever read mm. it pushes the envelope in terms of like what is a novel actually like wh- like how 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 can i present this st- story and stuff like that so we'll get into all of that this next week but yeah mm-hmm. it is a horror uh, it is b- 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 book. There are some some scenes in there that are pretty horrific and cr- creepy, mm-hmm. uh, and and stuff like that. It's an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah, the house is not haunted. The house itself is architecturally impossible. That's what they have to contend with. Yeah, it's like ex- it's like this existential horror of yeah impossibility yeah so it's an interesting one i'm excited to talk about it this next week uh especially since we have not covered like a legit book um mm-hmm. on the the show before so house of leaves is the name of the book that's what we will be discussing this next week uh i still have a bunch of the book to read since it's a big well not yeah a, bunch i've i've made significant progress i don't have all that much left um but yeah it is a big boy uh so that is what we will be up to this next week however the week after that uh i believe you guys have talked about i I don't know where you guys came up with the idea if this was on the captain's log that you guys yeah yeah this was on uh, the captain's log this was we had a discussion 
uh, I think the first week Kyle was on vacation, it was me and Ignacio and Alan, and they got into a big fight over the Digimon movie. As they <laughs> and have Alan before, likes it. plenty of other times yeah. on crossplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so we are first weekend of September. We are sitting down to talk about the Digimon movie, the American release, and all of the original Japanese movies and specials that this American movie was edited together into. We're going to watch this kind of patchwork of, a, of an American released film and then all of its original source material. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be some interesting stuff. And I know, uh, yeah, both Ignacio and a- a- Alan uh, will be joining the the show for, for, mm-hmm. for, for that one. They're kind of taking over to do that one. Um, I haven't decided yet if I'm uh, going to be on this one. I will at least be there to record the show and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I might watch it. I have Digimon thoughts. To to keep up with the conversation but yeah it's gonna be an interesting one uh if i am on the show we haven't had four people be on the show at, at once oh yeah uh, so that'll be interesting uh to say the least but yeah it's gonna be a digimon takeover the first week in september um yeah get excited about that stuff mm-hmm. uh, we got some more cool things happening in september or should i say shame timber uh down the road so shame timber is back keep your eyes and ears open for all of that stuff exciting stuff is happening uh i'm looking forward to it all but melissa where can they find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Our most recent episode was on uh, an anime that I think aired in like the Jetix block that was on like Disney XD or something. I don't remember, but we're watching the anime Obon Star Racers. Own Star Racers. Interesting. Never heard of that. Wild. Okay, cool. Good stuff. Um, if you guys want to stay up to date with me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, uh, do all of that stuff. You guys know the deal. Yeah, this has been fun. This was a mm-hmm. good discussion uh, th- this week, I believe. I had a lot of fun. But that's about it for number 171 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.